What's up, Internet? Welcome to Legacy Characters, a podcast where my dad and I hang out and talk about everything in pop culture. Comics, movies, television, music. We look how it used to be. We look how it is now. Everywhere in between. And now, without further ado, let's get generationally geeky. What's up, Mama? Today we have a very special guest in studio, aka the guest room. <laughs> and what are you here for? The chat. Yeah, we have a super special edition of the chat. We brought Mama on, and we're doing a full review of season four House of Cards. Yes, we are. It was an exciting one. Oh, we love this show. I mean, we look forward to every season. I've binged all four. I, mean, I did too. Yeah. I came on late. Love me some Netflix. Yeah, man. It, it allows you to watch everything at one time. And holy shit, it plays out. Like these shows, these Netflix shows really do play out like 13 hour movies. Oh, totally. And I, for the first time in this season, I realized the one drawback. Because I binged the first three seasons. Yeah. Then I watched the fourth season, binged. Yeah. Okay, a year later. And I had to, like, took me till the second episode to get back in that mindset. Because I binged. And yeah. And I have to wait a whole nother year. That's, that is so fucking true. I mean, I it happens to me all the time. I'll be like, wait, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> or that little nuance thing that they refer to in the premiere episode of like every show it's like oh wait yeah that's right doug like uh it was season two to season three i think and when doug was missing and i was like what's wrong with doug oh yeah he got hit over the head by a fucking hooker like i completely forgot that for an episode (laughs) i like the aha moment when i said oh yeah frank the murderer (laughs) yeah it's like oh and they gave us a flashback to that in the first season when he pushes zoe in front of the train that's hard to forget, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, but what I've done that really helps me with that is I've started watching the first, uh, the previous season's uh, finale, like right before the season comes out again. And I always used to do that for years and years and years yeah. with regular TV because they would start with the reruns leading up to the premiere, you know, the to get you caught up. To get you caught up. And, you know, life gets in the way, and you don't think of those things. It does. But that's the good thing about Netflix. You don't have to wait for the reruns. Like I said, love me some Netflix. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, you bet your sweet ass I'm going to watch the last episode of Daredevil one more time before season two comes out this Friday. Oh, yeah. Super looking excited. Fucking awesome to that. That made no sense, but it's yes. Oh, it's yes. I understand. Fuck yeah. Um, but enough about Daredevil and Netflix shows. We're here to talk about House of Cards. Yes, we are. Season four came back, and I think it was one of the best ones. It went in a direction that I never thought it would go. No. And coming into the season, I expected the full campaign to election. Like, I thought that was going to be solved this season. Not even close. And I'm fine with it. That's a testament to the fucking jam-packed shit they did put in here. Agreed. Agreed a thousand percent. Um, didn't They gave me something this season I didn't even know I wanted. Yeah? Okay. So I go back and I think about the first three seasons. And 
you know, inside of me, I've been yearning for something, but they gave it to me this year. And that is the buildup of Claire. Yeah. I mean, she really became the main character this season for all intents and purposes. Didn't know I wanted that. Yeah. (laughs) So glad I got it. She's fucking hardcore. She's awesome. I mean, she really had an arc this season. She fucking grew as a character, became more badass. Exactly. She's almost more terrifying than Frank now. Excellent. Which is actually, I mean, true, because you see Frank deteriorating in the same time she's taking off. So you come towards the end of the season, and I'm going to actually say that Claire is more threatening than Frank. Exactly. Like, she's the one in the rooms with the Russians and the terrorists making those fucking decisions this season. That's women power. It's girl power right there. Yeah, that's exactly what it we is. We do it all, honey. We See, no prejudice. All. Even the women can be ruthless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Terrible politicians. But, but, pa- but power is power. Yeah, and man, that's... God, this show just takes that concept and every season just elevates on it. Like, more power and how people use this power. It's proof power is a drug. Yeah. Proof. Like Conway, the whole point of him is power for the sake of power. Exactly. Even more so than the Underwoods. And you want to like him. Yeah, he is that likable. You want someone as a Generation X. He's 41. Yeah. You know, he's a a new Kennedy type. Exactly. He's in my checkbox on the age group. And and it's something we yearn for. And then you see the underbelly. Yeah. You know, you see. Just as fucking corrupt. And it's all about Twitter followers and the spotlight. And he has this beautiful, supportive wife who doesn't want to believe this about him. Yeah, and she fucking takes the brunt of that shit. And she's British. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I do, too. I like that angle. <laughs> it, uh, it threw me off for the first time. I was like, what? Yeah. The Republicans married to a British lady and running for president? But uh, I really think Joel Kinnaman, the guy who played Conway, did an amazing job of sucking you in at first to the oh, nice totally. guy. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah, I totally love it. For about three episodes, and then Mm -hmm. just fucking flips it, and you're like, that guy's a hardcore dick. Yeah, heavy. heavy. Yeah. I mean, it almost, you know, got me thinking in a different way, you know, just because he was so attractive, you know, even though, I mean, not attractive, but he was intense, and you were attracted to his personality. Yeah. And it made me think, well, maybe they're not all bad, you know? Maybe there's some hope here, you know? doesn't matter what your party is, you know, hope is hope. Yeah. And no, uh uh-uh. He was. He turned out to be fucking hardcore and awful. Yeah, <laughs> awful. But a great villain, and that's I think something this series hasn't had to this point is someone on the Underwoods level mm-hmm. of the cunning and oh, yeah. fucking oh, chess yeah. play, willing to go there. Yeah, always <laughs> and playing the same game. What we've seen for three seasons is how they've walked over lesser people. No exactly. one's tried to beat them at their own game, kind of thing. Exactly. And it was so cool to fucking watch. And one of my favorite parts, and we have to really touch on this, is Tom. Mm -hmm. That reporter. He is everything this country's media should be about. Oh, that Tom? He inspired me. That Tom. The two Toms. Sorry. The Hammer Ford, the Boston, or the Herald? The Boston, or the Washington Herald. Herald. There you go. The reporter. He's everything we want an investigative reporter in Washington to do. He digs deep he sticks to his morals he takes the high ground he walks away from hypocrisy and yeah. says i'm gonna do this old school i'm gonna do just this for right. the truth for the I sake of the truth the truth 
Which and I'm is, going to find it. Which was fucking an amazingly bland subplot that was so suspenseful. Exactly. Like, it w- you think about it, actually, like the show. What, it was just scenes of him. You commented on it. What were the scenes? Like, it's just him with his dog writing. Oh, I know. And I have a special place in my heart. Yeah. My black lab. Exactly. And that made me him endearing to me. It but was it was the, also you know, suspenseful. Like, you're like, fuck. Because you know the out. truth. Oh, exactly. Like, it puts you on the side of, like, oh, my God, they're going to find out all the fucked up shit that's gone down. Well, fast forward to the day uh, the shit went down and it got released. Yeah. Okay. And he comes to the White House and he has to wait to be seen and then he gets walked in. Yeah. And then he lays it all out. And at the end of that conversation, he goes, you know, President Underwood, I'm not here to call you a murderer. Do I ever think you would do something yeah. like that? The answer is no. And I'm like, oh, he needs to keep digging. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> there's more here. You know? It's and, fucking intense. You know, the rumors, let's talk about the rumors of next year being the last one. Yeah. You know? I mean, this could be a season five that is all about the demise of the Underwoods. Yeah. I mean, they could go down the dirty road where little by little, day by day, they start ha- being able to hang on less and less. And then they lose the election. <clears throat> yeah. And then, and then the threads all snap. Yeah. And it's going to make Nixon <laughs> look like Santa Claus. Yeah. But, man, <laughs> they could also win. Oh, my God. And what a cool fucking... Because they're just going to defeat Conway. Like, the way they do it and just chess match it all the way oh, to being yeah. president and vice president. I mean, you and I even said to each other, is this check or is this checkmate? Oh, honey, yeah. we're still at the pawn stage. Yeah, this. like we, that's the thing. We, it was, you said it perfectly yesterday. You're like, this is a two-part season. It is. Nothing, totally like there was two-part. no real resolution. Yeah, absolutely not. You just got to the fact that he's, they're fucked, so that we're starting a war. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then. There's been political satire about that for years. Oh, yeah. Movies and everything. Wag the dog. I mean, come on. Oh, fuck yeah. You are talking about that. Clinton did it. You know, Clinton's like, don't look over here. Look over there. You know? Slide a hand. Slide a hand. You know? Don't look what I'm doing on this policy or my private life. Go look at what's going on over here. Terror. Terror. (laughs) Fear. (laughs) All those buzzwords they talked about in the search engine. Exactly. And the search engine. How technology... And, and introducing it to someone like Frank and explaining it to him. And how he manipulates it. And how he can it. manipulate it. And he's like a kid with a new toy. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, you know? And it's that no part is like got to me because I was like, damn, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Hello. That's just fucking Google. And the fact when the FBI came in. Yeah. Okay, the FBI came in, Homeland Security, the Justice Department. They had... All of the orders from the judge to, to come yeah. in and use this guy, subcontract this guy who was doing all this shit for Frank, you know, to... The NSA, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he yeah had the real people come in and he was able to hide everything he's doing for the Underwoods over like on a little back burner and yeah. let these three government agencies just dig and dig into his data yeah. and it doesn't even come up. That is scary. But you bring that up, and it is going to come up, remember? It is. I know it will. He was in the Oval Office. Was That wasn't ever resolved. No, it wasn't. And I think it will later, but the fact that it could go on, and if he was able oh, to have... Oh, that's just going to be another thing they oh, find yeah, they out about him. they kicked him out of the room for two days. 
Okay, they kicked him out of the room for two days, but had he been able to stay there, he would have been able to just keep hiding it and keep hiding it and keep hiding it. And the twain never shall meet. You know, he said that go home, get some sleep, you know, and he's like, no, I need to stay here because he's got to keep the two things separate. Yeah. I mean, that that's just was my take on it. I guess. But I mean, in the last episode, he gets kicked out of his own office. And remember, he shows up in the Oval Office with Frank and Claire and Doug. Yeah. And it was like, he let himself in. He's like, we have a problem. Oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be a problem. Yeah. But had he been able to run it his way and get that control from the beginning, which he demanded. Yeah. Well, and, the, you know, the NSA is like, no, you can't have this. You can't have that. You know, we're going to run it our way. And uh-huh. that's when he started to get a little freaky. Yeah, when because, the agencies came in. But technically, possibly, had he been able to manipulate the situation, he could have controlled all of it and kept it all separate. But he lost control of the situation. Yeah, when they yeah. brought in to hide the terrorists. Yeah, exactly. That was one hell of a tangent. Yeah, sorry. You can edit, <laughs> you can edit that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, and we haven't even talked on the major event that really kicked off the season, the first third of it. Fucking Frank got shot. Oh, my God. Frank got shot. <laughs> Meacham died. Meacham died. And Meacham, I don't know, it's kind of a He's sick like and twisted f- thing. favorite character. He is one of my favorites, but it's sick and twisted because I always saw him as their child. Yeah. Their grown-up child. Yeah, I you see know, that. With total love and loyalty both ways. When Frank drew his hand on the wall yeah. and then looked for it behind that ugly picture that he wanted to be that was so emotional that was emotional it's almost like their son died yeah and no one is you know letting them mourn for that so they have to manipulate the situation with the donors and everywhere they go there's almost a taste of genuine in it you know which is neat to see Every, oh, yeah, every them. once in a while. I mean, it takes like a real emotion. Yeah, yeah, like it's gone in five seconds. Like, you better be paying attention. Like Claire's acceptance speech. Oh, yeah. That was fucking intense. Yes, it was very intense. And that coming together forgiveness of her and her mom. I'm, I'm yeah. fast forwarding to her when her mom dies before the yeah. speech. Um, but it was such an impression because her mother and her were at each other's uh, were at odds with each other. Yeah. For years and years and years. And they come together at the end and she sees that the brass ring is right in front of her daughter's hands. Yeah. And she gave her the push she needed. Which is so and fucked. Like, go get it. Go get it. It's so inherently fucked up. It's like, go use this for your own political gain because it's what you need. Because it's Priority. what you want. And I, I'm your mother and I want to make you happy. No, that's retarded. <laughs> I agree. So, um, but that was a significant event. A, a oh, twist yeah. I did not expect no i loved it in the show i was just like no and i loved everything about it i just thought it was like god that's awful like that's what you would think like this is what you want not it was great to love you go use this to go be president because that's what you really care about i love her as an actress yeah um she's been her name escapes me right now but she's an amazing actress, and to see her come on, it just gave more street cred to this it series. It did. And I mean, those are seeing scenes. the faces, and and yes, you have two big actors in Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but the supporting cast are coming out of for nowhere. They're coming into their own. The oh. talent is just getting better and better every year. The more they work on this yeah. show, I mean, that has really elevated their game. It has, and. What the season really had going for it was bringing back like the favorite side characters. Oh yeah, like Tom. 
Both yeah. Toms. Yeah. They well, yeah, let's major. Those are the two they brought back was reporter Tom and book Tom. Exactly. Which are two of my favorite supporting characters for the first three seasons. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And especially book Tom. Book Tom. Love me, love book Tom. Because he's just so fucking like honest. He like he just doesn't care. Yeah. About bullshit. And it's so fun to watch. And I think that's the attraction with Claire. Oh, and yeah. Let's talk about their affair. Oh, my God. The attraction was Tom was a straight shooter. Yeah. And she is never around anyone And, and like he that. sees her for the bullshit she spews. And he calls her on it. And he calls her. And she likes that. Yeah. You know? I that's mean, really she, cool. It's tapping into a side of her she's never embraced before. Yeah. You know, I like being called out on my shit. Right. You know? Someone who and, sees me for me. You know, at the end of the day, you know, um, Tom's a real, you know, man's man. I mean, yeah. he's just like, yeah, he's smart and he writes books and this and that, you know, but he just comes up and gives her what she needs. Oh. And she doesn't even know she needs it. And then she gets it and she's like, wow. Yeah. You know. But I really fucking enjoy that. I do too. It was fun to watch. I mean. Everything they brought in, the references, even the trippy mine um, sequence where he's in the coma, where he saw uh, the, what's his name, Corey Stoll mm-hmm. and Zoe Barnes. But exactly. The I forget what his character is, but the actor is Corey Stoll. Correct. And that was fucking weird. Yeah, and the, the dream sequences, that's what I yeah. can call it them, <laughs> you know. They were fucking trippy when he was just killing Claire. Mm-hmm. But... Bringing back those fan favorite characters was huge for me. We got That's Freddie right. back, yep. and Freddie called him a motherfucker, yeah, love Mr. It. President. And I was like, God, love it. And it just makes so much sense because there was never that true respect. No, and all he wanted him to say was, "Wow, you've really come into your yeah. own. I'm glad you found a passion." You know, yeah. And he just wanted some kind of familiar, um, generous. Moment. Yeah, not and you're Frank beneath me again. Couldn't do it. No, he's like you're just still beneath me. Do it. He's like make me ribs. Make me ribs. But it, you know, and that just sums up the you know whole arc of the season is people finally figuring out Frank is full of shit. I love it. <laughs> that was so cool because mm-hmm. I mean, from the first episode to the last, it's just about more and more people getting tired of his shit and calling him on it. Yep, and he can't handle that. No, Claire was. A maestro oh, at yeah. handling that. And he is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Oh, Because it just keeps coming out. Because mm-hmm. he's backed into so many corners where he's just strong-armed people where Claire works around him mm-hmm. and doesn't really threaten them. Frank does. Exactly. Like, when he had Kathy. Yes. When she was about to endorse Conway. Yep. And she is back in the fold. And he had this in fucking letter hours, opener. She is back in the fold. Back in line. She has caved every time with her. Yeah, because he fucking threatens her. Exactly. It's intense. Yep. But that's why, you know, he has more to lose because he puts himself up in those situations where Claire is more fucking smooth, I'd say, Mm -hmm. in the way she navigates. the secretary and uh, who's the other guy? The head guy. Doug? Doug, yeah. Yeah. When they went at it in Doug's apartment. Oh, my God. When the press secretary yeah. goes to Doug's apartment and they're supposed to talk about something. Oh, and yeah. And he threatens him and he hits him over the head with a glass and then chokes him on the floor till he He's can't like, you're breathe. obedient to me. Yeah. And just made him come to his knees. Yeah. And he- you're like, and all of a sudden, you know, in the very next scene, 
You see the press secretary acting like everything's normal. Just looping them in. Yes. You know, this is your job. I need to loop you in. You're my boss. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, they just fucking... That was intense. Where did that come from? Well, let's talk about Nev Campbell. That's a good segue for this. You know, I really thought she was going to bring way more than she did. I think we're being set up for a phenomenal role for her. That may, Yeah, I see that. Because I, I mean, really thought she was going to play a bigger role. I just role. think this was her um, character origin story. Yeah. And we needed to get to know her. We needed to love her life. Establish. Her. We got establish. to establish her credibility through exactly. that subplot for exactly. like five episodes where she's truly good. Exactly. And so she sets all that up for us and... You know, she's typically always worked with one side or the other, and she had a very prestigious background. Yeah. You know, and she wasn't even hesitant. No. She she jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, to make real change. Like, she's the one genuine character of this season. So far, that we know of. What? Yeah. I mean, next season, that could all change. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it was a setup this season because that's part of the two part thing. Exactly. We get established her as a good character to probably see her turn to be super fucked up at the end. Yes. I'd love that. That's I a want great that idea. Yeah, I'm digging that because I want to see. And that. that's what one of this show does that shit the best. These fucking character twists. And oh, totally. Yeah. That when you think they're not gonna go there. They go there. Yeah, and it's fucking rock star. You know, I mean, like we talk about season five and what we want our expectations to be, whether it could go to their demise or can they really win the whole thing. Yeah. And we're all just puppets in their show, you know, and how that builds. And then it's going to go a way we don't even see it going. There's yeah. going to be a third option we haven't even thought of. We think it's this and this, but they're going to turn it on set. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, I mean, like you said, they could fall like a house of cards. And that's what makes me think that would be the way if they <laughs> end it. As if season five is the end. I think it should. I don't they want it to, to overstay its welcome. I agree. It needs to go out on top. You know, right? might... just fucking finish it and make it one amazing story as it like instead of, you know, like eight years of I got me. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. And you and I. Talk about it all the time. You know, my love, my passion is exactly what yours and Daddy's is. This is my love and passion. And it's not always in the same genre. It's in different genres. But what do I always say? Don't jump the shark. I think it's one of the biggest phrases you can take away from any show. It's like to go out on top is where you need to go out. Yeah, like Lost. (laughs) Like MASH. Okay, different generations here. (laughs) But when MASH went off off the air, when it did... It was done. It was still at its highest ratings ever. Yeah. It still stood the test of time. This this final show held records for decades. You know? So, I mean, it's just... That's the way to do it. And it set the precedent for every show to come after that. Oh, yeah. Like, you look at something like Breaking Bad that was still number one on TV when it left. I'm still having withdrawal. Like, they can... They could have gone on and fucking just kept cashing in on it. But they told their story, they ended it, and now it goes down as one of the best. Always. And that's, I think we're at that point. They've really raised their game again mm-hmm. with season four. And just to finish it with five and tell the story of them either losing everything or getting everything. Because right now is kind of that point. Yes. It's a good ending point. Oh, totally. Because we don't need to see them not be president or it'd be cool to see them keep be president. Oh, yeah. 
But because I just expect them like time jump and then it's about them getting the two term thing repealed <laughs> and they just keep being president forever and take over the country. I really, really hope it's the demise because my imagination has gone down that road. Yeah. Saying every little thing they do will be exposed. The people they hurt are going to hurt them back. Every, somebody and it may be like they still get away with it and away with it and away with it yeah. at the very end it just fucking explodes somebody finds the Achilles heel and they slice it with a knife they pull out the card yeah <laughs> they pull out the card and make it all fall yeah yeah come raining down that's fucking awesome I hope so but you know what I wouldn't be disappointed in any other way no man oh my god they could twist it they're better than us at writing totally so I just want to watch us. it but leave me wanting more. Breaking Bad did that. Yeah. Lots of shows have done that for me, you know, but leave me wanting more. Fuck yeah. Overall, though, I thought it was fucking a good ride. I thought it was much better in season three. Oh, yeah. Because season three wavered a little bit for me. Yeah. It got a little dull in the middle, but this was nonstop. I was like, fuck, that can't be it. And that's always a good sign. That's always a good sign. I haven't felt this way at an ending since Zoe fell off the platform. Yeah. Season one, like, holy okay, shit. holy shit, where is this going? Right. You this... know, and season three kind of lost that for me. It did. You know, and, and it went in a direction it didn't need to go. No. It was so unnecessary storylines. And they were, res- but- and it, uh, sorry to interrupt, what? but it really brings in how weak it was with the first part of this season resolving the riff exactly. for them to come back within the first th- three or four episodes. You're like, well, it really demeans... What well, was I mean, going on? There was no consequences to it. Agreed. Like halfway through season four that we were watching, I I didn't get the Nev Campbell, you know, character at all. Yeah. I wondered why she was in there. Especially she being to Nev Campbell, me, you know. And it's it so like, oh, please don't tell me it's one of those stupid storylines that goes nowhere, <laughs> like from season yeah. three, you know. And then I thought about it. It's like, no, no, no. She's too involved. She's way too there in too many scenes. To where it's not, it's got to build. It's got to yeah. climax. And it's, it's Nev go Campbell. Somewhere. It's Nev Campbell. You bring Nev Campbell for a reason. You don't bring Nev Campbell to be the one-off fucking <laughs> assistant. <laughs> hey, she's the one that put Mr. Skin on the map, okay? Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> uh, with that, and let's let's give it a rating. Oh, it's definitely. One through five. Um, It's a four, 4.5 for me. Really? Yeah. See, I'd, I'd give it like a 4.75. I mean, it was fucking Rockstar. Yeah. It wasn't season one, but not much shit is. Exactly. But it was really damn close. It was really close. It seemed like a return to form for me. And I'm telling you right back now, I want to go back and change my score. Yeah. When I hit, when I see season five. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to go back. If it becomes exactly what I think it is, yeah. the two-parter that just, I mean, like episode yeah. one of season five, we are within breaths. Of where we were at the end. Oh, yeah. Like they're still at the table and people start to get up. <laughs> and how Claire broke the wall the, for the first time. That was super fucking awesome. Oh, my God. That ending. That's it was where, so fucking dope. That's where the platform jump came for me. I mean, yeah. the push. I mean, it's like Claire just pushed Frank aside and she spoke. Yeah. And she broke the wall and, and she spoke to me. I felt like she was speaking to me. You know, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. She took the power, and that's how I received that. Okay, is, yeah. You know, the power has shifted. Yeah. And will this really continue to shift in this direction? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That would be something great I would like to see. Oh, fuck yeah. And 
So you're leaving your rating with an asterisk. Open ended. Okay, yeah. Four point five asterisk. <laughs> open ended. Open ended. It could come back. We'll, we'll talk about it in a year. I'm gonna yes. hold you to that. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking hold you to that now. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank <laughs> you. It's been awesome having you here. You know, we had a special guest. You came and fucking talked it with us. Love some you know, have someone else in dad calls it the legacy lounge <laughs> <laughs> to chill and chat a little bit. Yep. But it's been wonderful having you, Ma. Oh, it's been lovely being here, baby. Now we want to hear from you. Make sure you go online to LegacyCharacters.com. Email us. We have a comment section there. Fucking chat it up about the chat. Inceptia chat. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LegacyCharacter, singular, uh, at Facebook.com slash LegacyCharacters. And most importantly, like, subscribe, and review on iTunes. This gets us up in the ratings. It makes more people see us, and more people can listen to the podcast. And that's super fucking awesome, man. And with all that, thank you very much for listening. And Mom, being our special guest, why don't you go out and lead the sign-off? Go out and make your legacy. You characters. (laughs) 